Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody back to another episode of Animals to the Max. I am your host, Corbin Maxey. How's it going, everybody? Hope you're doing well. As always, thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, if you are a dedicated podcast listener, I'm talking to the three of you out there. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Sister. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, There's more of you out there. I know that for sure. They just released the analytics. But for those of you who are dedicated listeners, you will know that on Monday, I did not release a podcast. Now, there's a reason why, of course, all of you know Monday was Memorial Day. And, uh, you know, I have some great guest interviews coming up. But I honestly felt like it would not be fair to uh, debut a guest interview at like 7 a.m. on Memorial Day. I mean, who is literally going to be listening to that? So that's why I decided to hold off. And also, I was out of town. I was uh, in which, if you follow me on my social media channels, so like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you'll know I went up to Washington to release some black bears. That's right. Black bears back into the wild. It was such a good time. And so basically I thought, you know what? Let's just hold off. I'm releasing something on Monday. I don't think too many people will be too disappointed. And let's maybe just recap my adventure going to Washington to release these wild black bears. But I promise you next week we will once again start with some great guest interviews on the show. But I just want to talk about this. I mean, I literally just got back from Washington. And this was my first time actually going up to the Spokane area. And it just, first of all, the drive is beautiful. I mean, so I live around, I I actually live in Marcine, Idaho, so population 10. That was just a joke for all my Marcineites out there, but uh, a very, very small town along the Snake River. And so from my town in Marcine all the way up to Spokane was around seven hours. Now, we could have taken, there's like three different ways you can go. You could like go the faster route, which is on the freeway, which I don't know. It just isn't, I don't know, I don't think is as visually as exciting you know it's just kind of like brown and dingy I don't know I just I decided you know what if I want to go up to Washington if we are going to enjoy this trip I would love to go through the trees and the wilderness and so I decided to take uh, highway 95 all the way up basically all the way through the state of Idaho all the way to the top of Idaho and then we cut over to Spokane which was just beautiful just beautiful now I kind of want to I guess kind of backtrack a little bit because a lot of people ask me like, okay, wait, this doesn't make any sense. And you know, by the way, this was so funny when I was telling people what I was doing. They're like, hey, you guys want to hang out Memorial Day? And I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm going to go release black bears in Washington. Everyone's like, what? Anyway, I was pretty cool telling people that. But to backtrack, if you're wondering, okay, how do you get to release black bears in the wild? I actually am very good friends. I have a great uh, connection with the Idaho Black Bear Rehab. Now, they are located in Boise, Idaho, and uh, they have been rescuing and rehabilitating black bears, listen to this, for over 30 years. 30 years! They are um, just such a unique, very unique facility. Uh, You know, like I said, located in uh, in Boise off of State Street. Sally is the founder there. She's a, you know, a, a, a very dear friend of mine, and she was so nice. She actually allowed me, I first met Sally back in 2011 when uh, they had eight different black bears. That's right. She had eight black bears that uh, they were rehabbing basically and kind of preparing for the wild. And so I was able to go there and film back in 2011 for a uh, local TV segment. And I loved it. And then uh, they actually invited me up to Washington to go release them back in 2011. And I just, I was just such a unique and such a unique experience to uh, 
basically to you know, see the whole experience from you know to where they tranquilize the bears to where they load them up in the bear corrals to literally following them all the way up to Washington. It was so crazy. People literally drive off the road when they see like and like these black bears like they'll, they'll stick their claws out through the uh, through the bear corrals. It's just so funny. People like drive off the road trying to get a photo of these bears. But anyway, so that's how I was able to. Uh, that's kind of how I met Sally kind of dealt with, um, you know, her and, and her organization. Now, the second question is a lot of people think, well, how in the world does she get these bears? All the bears that she has are basically orphans. So in the case I was working, I guess, just a few days ago, we released two black bears. Their names were America and Liberty, and they were rescued on the 4th of July last year. Hence, they're very patriotic names. And unfortunately, their mother was shot. Now, um, basically, I thought it was illegal, but apparently it was legal. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess technically it was legal. But the story is, is that the, the hunter felt threatened, and that's why he shot the mom. I don't know. So I guess we'll never know the full story. But at least the, uh, you know, at least America and Liberty, uh, at least they both were found and both rehabilitated. Now, the Idaho Black Bear Rehab, their goal, their number one goal is to re-release these bears. So... They do not, they never have in 30 years, they've never sent their bears to like zoos or any other wildlife parks. It is all about a wild release. So they, it's, it, it is not a public place. And so, and they're very, very protective over that. And so a lot of people even message me and I'm sure they message Idaho Black Bear Rehab and say, hey, can we come by? Can we look? You know, can maybe, you know, if, if you're a teacher, teachers reach out and say, hey, can we take a field trip? And uh, the answer is no. They want to keep these bears as wild as possible. And matter of fact, we were not even allowed to film uh, their their uh, capture in Boise. Right? It really even wasn't a capture. They just loaded them up in, uh, in, in, in crates. But we weren't even allowed to be there. They actually were with their caretaker, Amy. Hi, Amy. And uh, she works with the bears on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And basically, they did not want the bears to have any other human interaction whatsoever. The bears knew Amy. Uh, you know, she you know cared for them for many months. And so we weren't even allowed this time to even go there and film. But... With that said, they want to keep human interaction minimal because they want to ensure the survival of these bears. The last thing they want these bears to do is associate humans with food or to get the bears, you know, literally just kind of coming near humans. They want them scared of humans. They just want to keep them wild bears, which is great. So the drive to Spokane was absolutely beautiful. I went with my fiance, Sam. Hi, Sam. It was her birthday, so it was super cool. And she's never been to Washington and she's never done the bear release. So it's so cool to kind of share that with someone. So we took that seven hour drive up to Spokane. We met at the fishing game up there, which is so nice. I literally drove up. It looks like a palace. Anyway, it was a beautiful building. It's super funny. But I was like, wait, are we at the right place? Anyway, some fishing games I've been to <clears throat> aren't, uh, you know, they're, they're not the uh, newest facility. So this one was a really, really nice facility. But basically, once the bears arrived in uh, actually Spokane Valley, that's where we went, Spokane Valley, the bears were tranquilized. And then uh, Rich, which is a, this is so cool. And I'm actually going to have Rich on the podcast. This is going to be an awesome guest. So Rich is a bear and cougar specialist. Isn't that great with Washington Fishing Game? I mean, that is the coolest. Like, he gave me his business card. It's like Bear and Cougar Specialist. That is the coolest title. I think I might need to change my business cards. You know what I mean? Like Corbin Maxey, Alligator Wrangler, Expert, Python Poop Cleaner. No, I'm just kidding. But 
Anyway, back on to Rich. He is uh, a Washington fishing game officer, as I said, Baron Cougar specialist. And so he was there with uh, one of his fellow, bi uh, I think, fish and wildlife biologists, uh, Lindsay, I believe her name was. And they were there basically weighing the bears. I think they came in a little over 100 pounds, which is pretty good. They're around 15 months, so they will get a lot bigger. And I have to say, we were shocked at kind of how small they were. And this is completely normal. Um, you know, they really haven't reached that full maturity, but... Yeah, they're only about 100 pounds. They actually weren't even that much bigger than my pit bull Zoe. And so, but that was, a, like I said, pretty cool to see them up close. But basically, the bears were tranquilized. They were able to take weights, measurements. They fit the bears with radio collars, which is a great way to track them, just, you know, for fish and game, also just for scientific research. And it really is awesome to be able to track these bears. And I remember back in 2011, I asked Sally, because... You have to like obviously like think about this, right? So you've been rescuing bears for over 30 years. You put them back into the wild. You would think that some of them, you know, unfortunately might be turned up harvested, of course, during bear hunting season. But I talked to Sally and she was telling me that only a small percentage, only just a small percent are actually uh, have actually were, were harvested or hunted. So a lot of them were very successful in the wild. They stay away from people and they, uh, they avoid getting shot. So that's great. Great, uh, great success there. And I'll talk to you more, kind of talk more about that hard release and why it is so successful. So successful. I can't talk. Hold on. One more drink of water here. Bear with me, you guys. <laughs> no pun intended, right? Mm. So anyway, they were there, uh, you know, taking measurements, weights, fitting the bears with radio collar, checking out just their, you know, their, their dentation, all that type of fun stuff with their teeth. And uh, we were there. Uh, basically, once they were, um, you know, once that was all done, they were put back into the bear corral where they are going to basically, where American Liberty, we're going to stay the night until the release the next morning. And uh, it was so crazy because we were filming there. We actually got there a little late. My fiance is as slow as a sloth. So we were there a little late, so we missed out on the weights, but we were right there when they were kind of loading the bears into these, into the long bear corrals, which they're really interesting. I'll actually have to post a photo up on the episode notes. I'll have to figure out how to do that, just so you guys can see kind of what they look like. But basically, these these uh, kind of look like big round coverts that are uh, covered. They have, uh, you know, wired each end, so you're able to kind of see the bears, and they're on like a trailer. And so that's where the bears were in. It was crazy, so we were able to, uh, you know, able to touch the bears, feel their feet, like their pads, which were super soft, which is, I mean, really, really super soft. But uh, it was so crazy because they were tranquilized. But the Rich, the fishing game, you know, the cougar and bear specialist, he was so um, very, very cautious because with this tranquilizer, the bears get up immediately, like, like instantly, like a snap of the fingers, they get up, and so. I thought, I don't know. I mean, because when I worked there in 2011, the tranquilizers, you know, they were kind of slow. Like the bears were slow to kind of wake up and, you know, kind of groggy. And so when Rich was talking about this new type of drug they use that literally like the bears wake up like, like, bam, they're there. Uh, I was shocked because literally it was just like that. All of a sudden we just, the bears just got up, bam, Rich made sure everything was clear, closed the covert door to make sure the bears did not get out. But uh, one of the bears woke up instantly. So I thought that was super cool. Super, super cool to see them kind of up close. So basically, uh, the bears stayed the night overnight in uh, Spokane Valley in that covert. Of course, they had fresh water. They were monitored by a team of other, you know, fish and wildlife and, you know, fish and game biologists. And uh, basically, they spent the night there ready for an early release. And when I talk early, I'm talking early. I think I was up at 
goodness, like 4.30 in the morning. And because we stayed in Spokane, and so we were actually going to meet an hour. And, uh, okay, by the way, I have to put a full disclaimer. I am not allowed to tell you where where we release the bears at all. Like, they're very, very secretive about it. So maybe I just said too much. Basically, we met them. We I had to get up early, meet them at an undisclosed location, and drive in the middle of nowhere. And I'm talking to you in the middle of the nowhere, driving up a mountain. Now, I, I, I am telling you what, it was a beautiful drive, but man, it was bright. The sun was shining down, dust was everywhere. It was just crazy. We were following, uh, you know, the fishing game and the bears and another uh, couple of uh, vehicles, trucks, basically, in the middle of nowhere to release these bears. Now, once again, we don't want these bears next to anybody. So we take them, like I said, once again, out in the middle of nowhere. Once we drove for what it seemed like forever on the side of, it's seriously on a side of like a cliff. I am not kidding you. It was so steep. One wrong turn. And uh, well, I don't think I'd be recording this podcast right now. <laughs> we would just be recording an in memoriam of Corbin Maxi podcast because one wrong turn, we would have flipped off the mountain and ended up um, pretty much squashed. So we released them in a very, uh, <laughs> a very remote location. Now, there are two different types of releases. You have a soft release and you have a hard release. So a soft release would simply be just opening the bear covert door and letting the bears leisurely kind of wander out and just kind of let them go at their own pace, okay? And you have a hard release. Now, a hard release is where you involve bear dogs to get the bears kind of riled up. You involve guns just with uh, with with sandbags, of course, not real, you know, not real ammunition or anything like that. And uh, you make it loud and noisy, and you you know kind of try to give the bears a lasting negative impression of humans and dogs. Now, it uh, okay, I'm not gonna lie, it does not look good. A hard release when you're filming a hard release, it just doesn't look good. You have dogs barking. You know, the bears are getting riled up. I mean, it just, you know, it, it doesn't feel good. But in the end, it is the best for the bears. And this has worked for over 30 plus years. Now, I guarantee you if they were able to have, you know, if we did a soft release, this I, I actually know for a fact it would not be as successful as a hard release. You want to get these bears, you really want to get them going. You want to get them you want to get them going as fast as they can into the woods, away from humans, and you want to get them, um, get them associated with that negative, with, with 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 dogs. When people use dogs to hunt bears and just humans, you want and, and just gunshots. You want to get them just uh, just have a negative impression, and so that is what the hard release is. And you know, it really uh, it was just something to see the bears just go back into the wild. It just was. You know, and, and, and everything happens so fast. And I don't even I don't even know, you know, Amy, I mentioned her earlier in the podcast. She was the caretaker of the bears at Idaho Black Bear Rehab. And uh, I couldn't even imagine the emotion she was going through because, I mean, just, you know, you've taken care of these bears for so many months, over a year. And just to see that final step, that final goal of like, bam, they're back into the wild. That just must have just felt so good. I would say bittersweet. I even asked her, I said, is this bittersweet? And she said, you know, she said, it, she said, it really isn't. This is where they belong. This was the end goal, just to see them back into the wild. And uh, anyway, so we released the bears back. They just 
took off as fast as they could. One of the fishing game officers actually looked at his uh, looked at his transmitter, and he was able to see that uh, one of the bears actually went uh, went up a tree, uh, climbed a tree, which is a typical black bear. You know, they are known to climb trees. So, and uh, it just like I said, so cool to see them release back into the remote Washington wilderness. It was hands down an incredible experience. Uh, you know, I just have to thank everyone. Idaho Black Bear Rehab, the Washington Fish and Game, everyone who kind of went along for the journey. All of you who follow the adventure on my, you know, social media channels, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram. I am working. This is so cool. I actually uh, filmed this completely with my GoPro, which is the first time I've ever done this before. And so I'm looking forward to putting that GoPro footage together, kind of in a, in a vlog. I'm going to start doing vlogs with this GoPro just to kind of it's going to be more raw just but kind of to show you guys like what it was like. I'm going to, you know, just it's going to be raw footage of just, you know, obviously I will compile it. But just to kind of give you an idea of just what the whole experience is, you know, was like. And if you have not yet uh, checked out my Instagram or Facebook, head on over there because there are plenty of uh, yeah, bear videos. You can actually see the GoPro footage. I actually set it down right uh, actually kind of in the distance. I, I would say maybe, I don't know, maybe... 50, 60 feet away from the bear culvert, and uh, I was just wanting the bears to kind of jump over it. They didn't exactly jump over my GoPro camera, but they did run by, and it got an excellent angle. So you can kind of see what that was like. You can also check out Idaho Black Bear Rehab on Facebook to check out that video. It really is great. And, you know, I think it's so great. Just it was so cool to connect with people like that, people, dedicated individuals, dedicated, you know, for wildlife, conservation, animal rehabilitation, just everything and, and, and rescue. So once again, it was just such a pleasure. I cannot wait to share the footage with you. And with that said, I will uh, leave this podcast. Look at that. Almost at it. Let's see, 18 minutes in. I sure can talk just by myself. I'm literally talking to myself, talking to the laptop, kind of a weird concept, but now I'm kind of used to it. But uh, anyway, super thrilled. Wow. It just said I got 10,000 steps. That makes no sense. I've been sitting. Anyway, something's up with my Fitbit. But with that said, thank you, of course, so much for listening to the show. Sorry I was kind of all over the place with this conversation, but I just wanted to uh, kind of relive everything. And, you know, and like I said, I can't wait uh, for upcoming Animals to the Max podcast and guests and topics. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to share it all with you. So thank you once for listening. Until next time. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps me out. I also encourage you to check out CorbinMaxi.com. You can contact me there personally, even suggest a podcast guest, or if you just want to learn more about animals.